how did you get into the sports media industry and how did you know, how did you, when did you first know that you wanted to get into it? Was there a specific moment uh, you remember or was there a person maybe that influenced you? Well, I can't say that there's a specific moment, but um, both of my parents were, you know, big sports influences on me. I know like we talked about before the show too, that your father was a big sports influence on your life. Um, both of my parents were also Division One athletes. My dad played football at San Jose State. My mom played volleyball similarly at University of Washington. So sports has kind of always been a part of my life. I have two brothers who also played sports. So it's just kind of been in my blood of who I am. And I knew that in high school um, you start thinking about jobs in your future and going off to college and whatnot and, I knew that I couldn't mm-hmm. be away from sports. It's once you're in it and, you know, if you're passionate about it, anybody who plays sports is passionate about it. How do I bring this passion into another area of my life where, you know, I can make a living off of it? Cause this is all that I want to do. It's all I want to be around. Um, so obviously watching a lot of football, my uh, brothers both played. Um, I just became familiarized with, kind of the the sideline role and what that meant and an analyst and all of these things. And I knew that that's what attracted me to it was, hey, I can still be part of the passion. I can still be part of that moment in a different role, but all that matters to me is just being there. So I got recruited by the University of California, Riverside. Was I played all four years um, under scholarship we had two. We had a coaching change. Paying the bills, right? Pay, um, it's all about paying yeah. the bills. Paying the bills. <laughs> it, it definitely paid the bills. Uh, we didn't win <laughs> like very often to ever. So, but I will say, I will say that that has given me a lot in terms of where I'm at right now. Just dealing with adversity and dealing with loss kind of teaches you more about how to win in other aspects of your life and kind of how important to not take for granted certain things as an athlete. Um, so, yeah, going through that coaching change and whatnot just kind of helped lay the foundation of, you know, like you have to have a really thick skin to be in this industry. Um, you have to be willing to handle a lot more no's than there are yeses, and, you know, you have to be your, your biggest cheerleader. So sports really has laid the foundation of that. And really um, it, it makes a big difference. Like I'm sure you can understand too, being a former baseball player, being able to have been in those moments where, you know, you're interviewing somebody about hitting the walk-off homer for the win. You you understand kind of how that moment feels. So it's more organic when you ask about it. You know, so I feel like I wish I could. I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could say I know how that moment feels. I was, I've never hit a walk-off home run, but <laughs> I get what you're saying. That it's it's it, it's kind of it kind of brings out a little bit in the reporting when you've played the game and you know how those players are feeling in those specific moments in the game and, and kind of being able to think along with them uh, is perfect. And, and 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 I know you said you've done a lot of. Uh, analyzing the game of volleyball on ESPN3. I watched some of your uh, video reels. Very impressive, by the way. I, I really liked what you were uh, 
what you were able to do and what you put together. That was good. And, and some great content there. If you want to check her out uh, on, on YouTube, uh, Megan Reza, go, go find her. She's got some good stuff on there. And, uh, you know, as you, as you were, you're welcome. As a D1 volleyball player, you know, at Riverside, you said you guys weren't very good. Um, but how did that kind of, you talked about the thick skin and, and, and hearing a lot more no's than you are yeses. How did that kind of shape and, and make you realize, hey, you know, uh, after my, I'm done playing, I would love to, to stay with the game and analyze it. Have you ever thought about coaching? And, and, and what, what was your thought on, on that? Well, I knew um, when I got to Riverside, I had two knee surgeries during my time there. So I knew that, you know, volleyball Ooh. was going to carry me to um, a life afterwards. So, um, but I also knew, like in high school, that I wanted to be involved in reporting, and I understood just how competitive it was. Um, so I got into it my freshman year. I went and to our athletic uh, media director, and I said, you know, hi, I don't know anything, but I will be your biggest student. I will learn how to do whatever you can teach me, and, you know, I'm a college student, but I will spend my Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoons watching baseball, you know, giving a, a post-game basketball report, doing all that. So there was really no um, kind of system in place at Riverside. We didn't really have even a communications, a true communications degree um, or broadcasting school for that matter. So I really kind of just one-man bandit. Like, right from the get-go, wow. I learned how to shoot, um, I wrote, and I, I did my own recaps. And if I wasn't there, then it just it wasn't going to happen. So there, there's two sides to that one. I had a lot of hands-on, you know, where I could pick and choose whatever I wanted to do because there was nobody else really doing it. But, um, you know, I, I didn't have the same support system like a USC school of, you know, Annenberg would have, or even um, to keep it in the big West conference. I know Cal state Northridge has a huge broadcasting school as well. So um, I knew that I, I didn't have those types of support um, to learn how to do this. So I knew that, you know, I got to get on this. I got to get on it now. Um, I got to start fending for myself because no, nobody else is going to do that for you. So I, I got started doing that. Um, and I think what was most important for me during my freshman, kind of sophomore year of college, was that I, I knew that I needed to start branding myself that way, that I wasn't – I wanted people to perceive me and recognize me as the reporter. You know, I wanted mm – -hmm. I didn't want to just be known as the athlete. I knew that that wasn't going to kind of carry me beyond school. So everything that I did from, you know, any of my social media pages, any of, you know, um, let's say pictures or events that you attended, you always had, you know, in the back of my mind, it's always you need to have a level of professionalism because you're always trying to be the best representative for yourself for the future. So mm -hmm. everything that I did from that point was, What's going to get me to the next step? How do I, you know, do this and that? So I was approached by a sports radio station that was just getting started. Um, I was in Riverside, and the radio station was in San Bernardino, about 30 minutes away or so. 
mm-hmm. they would have a sports radio show in the morning. Um, it was about, I think, two hours long at the time. Um, it started at, I think, in the morning on Sundays. And wow. they would have uh, high school athletes come in from the area. They had a really big um, high school focus and generally talked about some college stuff. So that was kind of really how I got my feet wet was in radio and doing all that. And they um, brought me kind of in as a co-host, and I got to do progressively more and more. But I was just like, you know, I was hooked from <laughs> from the very <laughs> first show. I still had all of my uh, athletic commitments. So I would, you know, have home games whenever I'd have my away games. I couldn't be there, but my home games, Friday night, Saturday night, you get done, uh, you know, back home, 1130, 12, and you're dog tired. But I was up about 530, 545 the next morning and getting in my car and driving off to San Bernardino to to do a radio show. And I, I loved it. Professional kind of experience there. And um, from there, I got recognized. I still continued on with the school. So I was still doing, you know, baseball, basketball recaps. We did a lot of soccer, mm-hmm. too. Um, and then on the weekends, Sunday mornings, we'd go out and do this radio show. And my athletic associate of media, I forget the, the full title, John Maxwell, he's a wonderful man, um, mm-hmm. kind of proposed me for what's called the Southern California Broadcasting Association. They give away a scholarship every year to a student that they feel has a lot of potential in the industry. And, I mean, this is like the Vin Scully's, the Einberg's, every, you know, media powerhouse, you know, in Southern California is here. Every news outlet, yeah. every regional network, newspaper, wow. everything. Scholarship. And, you know, we filled out a cover letter and everything. We sent it in and I wrote it all out. And, I mean, I didn't really think much of it afterwards just because I'm competing, you know, against the USC students, UCLA students, Chapman's a huge uh, broadcasting school out here too. So I sent it in and, you know, I was just like, oh, thanks, John. You know, (laughs) that's really nice of you to propose me for that. I appreciate it, this and that, and uh, kind of forgot about it. And then a couple weeks later I get a voicemail left on my phone from a representative of Fox Sports West to tell me that I had won the scholarship and I lost it. I was just, I was so shocked. I was, I almost wanted to say, you know, are you sure? Like, I don't know. You have the right number? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was pretty shocked and I was, I was so humbled to have received that. So that's a huge moment in my life. Um, I'm still a member with them now and it's, awing experience to attend that luncheon every year um but at the scholarship luncheon vin scully was giving his lifetime you know achievement award speech yep. and then you know the whole brings the whole house down everybody's standing and cheering because obviously it's vin scully and he's the best of um, course and then it was like okay well now let's bring on our scholarship winner megan reza and i'm like oh you want you want me to follow this up now? Like, oh, I gotta, gotta follow. I gotta follow Vin Scully. Wow. God, um, no, but I'm. I was so nervous. I don't even remember what I said, but it was one of the best moments of my life. Um, 
thus that's, far. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, it wow. was it was a pretty incredible day. Um, yeah, I, I, I can imagine that placard and everything that I keep forever. <laughs> um, oh, of course, I, you're some... never going to forget that, that that type of moment. That that's 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 absolutely incredible. And 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 you're not even just kind of the fact that you just kind of did it and just forgot about it. Uh, and didn't really think much of it, and then get that call. That had to be almost mind-blowing. And, again, we're talking with Megan Reza here on the Grind Sports Media, how they got there here on Blog Talk Radio, WRSP Radio, WRSP Sports. But, yeah, your mind had to be uh, absolutely blown. And, and, and just to, to, to receive that call and to get that award, and, and, and what kind of doors has that opened for you since you've kind of won that, uh, that, that award? Well, it's funny you say that because that's how I got introduced with ESPN3. Um, I got a call mm-hmm. from the Big West Commissioner of Media, who's basically in charge of ESPN3, Steve Chen. Um, he kind of called me and was like, I'm, I saw you won this award. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. ESPN3 has just started up a truck for the Big West Conference. We would love to have you join. So I said, of course, I'm, I, it's ESPN. You know, this is the dream company. Um, I, I would love the opportunity. Um, but besides obviously getting that stuff in, being a part of that association is incredible. Seeing all those faces every year is just, you don't, I don't even feel like I'm worthy <laughs> to really be there yet, but um, it's great. So that's, that's how I got my foot in the door with ESPN3. I started literally from the bottom. I learned how to cable wrangle. So we had about two, um, I don't even know how you would call them, like just shears, board, whatever you want to call them, of a thousand foot cables. And my job on the first day was to help untangle the cable. So I would lay cable out, connecting, you know, all the fiber, all the audio, literally crawling under bleachers, you know, completely covered in dirt, all the nastiness under a bleacher. Um, I learned oh how to gosh. do everything, everything in the broadcast, setting up audio systems, microphones, um, cameras, you name it, everything in the truck, uh, graphic systems, stats. It was great, but I, I did that for about two years. Um, between, um, I didn't really do the radio show as much, um, just because it it got too hard, <laughs> too hard to to sustain that um, as an athlete. Juggle everything. Um, yeah, but I, I was still involved with them, still did a couple different things with them. Um, but, yeah, that's how I got involved with ESPN3. And I told I told my, my boss, Andrew Wehe, from day one, you know, I, I want to be on camera. I Let me learn everything because on my first day, I, like I said, I didn't come from any of these broadcast schools, so I literally knew nothing. Like, from what my one camera and Final Cut Pro to, you know, writing up and putting stuff on for our web page, I knew nothing. So he really took me under his wing, and I was able to learn all the ins and outs. And kind of from that moment, it it really helped make being a sideline and being in front of the camera a lot less scary because you kind of, you know how everything works. You know, you know, it's not scary to have some cables and people rushing around because it, like, you know, takes a village worth of people to have a broadcast. Oh, yeah. Um, So 
being able to understand all the intricacies of it really kind of took away that fear factor for me. Um, And it makes me feel comfortable even to this day knowing that, hey, my audio went out, my microphone, you know, went out, this and that. I know how to fix it, and I can get back on with what's going on. It's not a stressful situation or anything like that. Um, Yeah, that's huge. So Just to to have that knowledge and just to be able to – and I was that was the next question I was going to pose to you, that if you felt, you know, better because you had basically done all the jobs before you got onto the air. And, and I kind of I kind of had that feeling as well where, you know, I started behind the scenes working at that WFAN radio station is what I was telling you about beforehand. That, that was my dream job to work there. I got an internship. I worked there, and, and I kind of learned the, the nuts and bolts of everything. And then I, you know, transitioned into an on-air job at CBS, which was great. Um, but just to kind of rewind a little bit, you know, you, you said that you obviously were a D1 player, volleyball player. You've done baseball. You've done basketball. And while you were playing and, and you were kind of covering these other sports, what was the, what was the first sport you, sport you learned on? Because you said you kind of did this all your own. You kind of created this, this job at, at your college by, by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was soccer season because it was the beginning of the year. Um, I had okay. luckily played soccer up until high school, so it was still a love of mine. Um, yeah, so yep. I started off with soccer reports, and it was soccer recaps, and I was there, you know, I spent my Friday night, Saturday night, Sundays, hanging out at the soccer field and doing post-game reports afterwards that were awful, god-awful. I can't, you know, <laughs> those are unwatchable now, but... Do we, do we um, have any tape yeah, of I that? I was there and I did it. It's tucked away forever and ever uh, for everybody's benefit. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, no, trust me, it's not. It's not too bad. It's, it's for the better. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're talking with Megan Reza here on the Grind of Sports Media on The Word with G. Megan, now, let me ask you, you know, you've done all these different sports. You've reported on soccer, baseball, basketball, volleyball. Uh, you're an analyst, probably, for, for volleyball. What's your favorite to do? Is it volleyball since you, you've, you've played it? Or do you have another love that you, you kind of you enjoy covering, maybe basketball or, or baseball or soccer? Even? Well, I will say that my other two internships, I interned with Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, which is now Spectrum. Um, they yep. own the Dodgers. Uh, so I interned with them for a summer and was running around Dodger Stadium and doing a bunch of stuff for them, that and in studio. So I knew that baseball was ultimately the professional sport that I I really knew that I wanted to get into. Um, I also, this is like also another one of my like career milestones is sitting in the booth. I was Vince Gulley's runner for for one of the Dodger games and sitting in in the booth. Were you really? Yeah, and his wife Sandy. I ran and got him popcorn, and it was the best best day of my life. <laughs> nice. Um, so that, I actually that was just huge. visited uh, Dodger Stadium for the first time this past summer. I went there on vacation, and uh, you know I, I got to see the booth obviously before you know last year was his final year, so it was kind of cool going in there and seeing all the ins and outs and, and visiting the, the Vince Scully radio booth as well. Oh, it's it's a sacred place for any I think person yeah. in sports to enter for sure um but yeah so i did i did time warner with dodgers and then with abc7 which is the local abc station out here um that i told them kind of from day one hey i want to be on camera i know that i want to be you know eventually in baseball i love football as well but 
it was spring at the time of my internship, spring summerish. So I said, let's do some baseball. And I got thrown basically on Dodgers and Angels coverage where it was, you know, I'd get an email. Um, one of my <laughs> probably most memorable days was uh, being in the gym at Riverside working out and getting uh, email, voicemail from my sports director at ABC and saying, you know, hey, another intern dropped out. We need you at Dodger Stadium in two hours wow. <laughs> to do an interview with Mattingly. And we need, you know, sound from whoever else you can get. So I, it takes yeah, at I saw, least I saw on your Twitter you, you interviewed Kershaw, right? Oh, yeah, that was for his uh, Kershaw's Challenge ping pong tournament, which was so fun. I got to stay afterwards nice. and hang out, and, you know, that's a whole whole other event. That was so much fun. Um, I had a lot of really, really great experiences with ABC, but you you basically did it all on your own. You were a true reporter. You would get an email from our sports director, and it was your job to – find the stadium, find parking, find out how to get in. I got locked out of Honda Center trying to do Ducks coverage. Oh, my God. Because I couldn't figure out how to get inside <laughs> one day. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was it was all up to you to just get it done, find your way to the locker room, PR, all that stuff. So that really, really uh, helped me and was probably the most beneficial experience for me going on. But, yeah, from there, obviously, I had graduation and – you know, uh, everything that everybody else faces is, oh, you know, shoot, now what? You know, <laughs> now that I've spent yeah. my entire collegiate experience doing this, will it, you know, all my hard work, everything uh, between surgeries and still being an athlete and maintaining GPA and games and spring and all that, internships on top of it, you know, I devoted my whole life to this. I hope that it's going to pay off. And I got really lucky that, um, Andrew uh, Andrew Leahy at ESPN3 welcomed me onto the talent side and gave me my first shot during volleyball season. Um, I was a sideline reporter for a few games, and I remember the first game, I was so nervous the day before. Like, I'd never been nervous in my entire life. And then the day came, the day of, and it was just like, all right, let's do this. It's game time. You know, it's just, it's, it's the same, it's the weird same thing as an athlete where it's like, you can be nervous before, yep. but then the day hits and you're just kind of like, let's go, you know? Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how I got to all through college and whatnot. Gotcha. Now, again, we're talking with Megan Reza. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what you're, what you're doing right now. Like, what do you have coming up this season? What are you, what are you working on things that you're, you're kind of involved with right now? Right, so I'm still with ESPN3. I'm technically a freelance reporter. I am also with Spectrum Sports, which is Time Warner. Um, I use a lot of my networking, being an intern there, um, to be a volleyball analyst with them. Uh, for I did girls' state championships for high school volleyball this year. It was so much fun. It's such a long day, but wow. it's so much fun watching yeah. all the girls out there and winning state championships. My high school alma mater won it this year, so it was extra <laughs> extra cool. special for me. Um, but, yeah, so with ESPN3, I do sideline for volleyball, basketball, and baseball. Um, I'm an analyst for volleyball season, as well as I uh, am going to be 
producing some features this year. So be on the lookout for that for baseball season. We have one in the works right now. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. Baseball baseball's my thing. Um I know on Twitter a little while ago, uh there was a lot I'm not sure if you saw it, but it was just like a whole day where sports journalists, you know, sports personalities are around um the industry were talking about, you know, all the free work that sometimes you have to do to make it in this business. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of almost like everybody wants to be hush-hush about it, but it, it was so kind of like relieving to see that everybody kind of has to do that in this business. At some point, you know, you have to just accept it for what it is for, you know, trying to take that next step. So my first baseball season, um, I didn't even get paid. And I was a sideline reporter. And I just said, I want to be a part of this. I know that I need this for my next step. Let's do it. I'll figure it out. And, I mean, I did, you know, 10 games where it's the same thing that, you know, I was doing for basketball season, volleyball season where I'm getting paid. But, you know, I was even going the above and beyond because of how valuable um, baseball is for me. So it's – and it it turned out to be very um, special that I did that. Welcome back again. Um, this season, we're figuring out kind of a, a pregame show in the works right now. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be back with them. And it's all about taking the next steps and moving on from the Big West Conference. And, you know, that will always be my home. And that crew is so close to me having worked with them for almost, what, three, four years now. It's It's a tight-knit group. Yeah. And... You trust trust everybody that you work with, and, you know, they trust your capabilities. And it, it's a really great place that I was so lucky to have got my foot in the door and been able to make mistakes and been able to, you know, have those learning moments of interacting with coaches and players. And, you know, because there's a lot, a lot of the relationships that you build, it doesn't become fruitful for a little while. It's it's mm-hmm. tough to get a coach to give you all of the good stuff that you really want on the first time that you meet them, the second time that you meet them. But coming into this season, I'm so comfortable with all the coaching staff, and I have stories from last year on players that we were keeping an eye on that will be amazing for this season. So it, it it's been a really really great experience for sure. That's awesome. Now talk a little bit about what is Megan Reese's ultimate sports media goal. Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? What's your dream job? Gosh, I feel like I have so many. Um, You can throw a couple out there. It's all right. Well, being with ESPN and moving up um, is a huge goal of mine. I would love to be involved in college football coverage. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I'm just a huge Like, I just love the environment. I love the atmosphere. There's nothing, there's not, like, one moment or anything else in this world that gives me that satisfaction at the end of the day as, you know, walking into that atmosphere of, like, a game seven or, you know, a rivalry game in college football where that moment for everybody that's in that stadium is, you know, the most important moment right there, and everybody has their, you know, it's, everybody's hearts are, are on the line and it's 
there's just really nothing else like it once once you get to experience it. And um, yeah. So college football, there's so much of that, so much of that passion that you don't really get in um, other sports and other you know levels of professionalism that I would love to tackle on um, and have that experience. So that's a huge goal of mine, as well as being in baseball, working with a professional team. I would love to stay local here in Southern California. My family means so much to me. Um, It would be a dream to work with Dodgers and Angels and or Angels (laughs) in some facet. (laughs) So those are two, two really big goals of mine, life goals. But Ultimately, in this business, I, I want to be able to be, you know, one of those lifers that has has seen it all and experienced it all. And at the end of the day, for me, it's just about being respected and being somebody that the audience can respect and look to and know that they'll be getting the story for whatever it is, you know, for exactly what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of staying true to, to who you are. And that can be tough in this industry, a lot changing yeah. all the time. And um, the industry sometimes in certain facets looks for certain stereotypes to fill roles. And so I think I've just learned to, or what will be most important is to just stay true to you, who you are, stay true to your voice, um, and you know, there's really only one of you. So as long as you can, you can be you um, and be respected. That's that's all that I really want. Yeah, try not to be somebody that you're not. And you know, you kind of threw a little bit of advice into there. Uh, would do you have any advice for for anybody kind of coming up in the industry or thinking about getting involved in in the sports media industry? Yeah, I would say you know, networking, networking is so big in this industry. Um, just being connected to everybody, reaching out and um, making sure that you're keeping up with those connections because yep. it's it's so important for people to know you. I know a lot of people say it's all about who you know, which is true to a certain facet, absolutely. But it's also true and very important nowadays for who knows you because when there's a job opening, um, let's say with a certain network, you know, I, I might not know about it, but a producer that I've worked with once or twice that I made a good impression with was told about it, and, you know, they can kind of vouch for you. Um, so networking is, is huge. But at the end of the day, it's just really about hard work um, and being able to understand that this is a business that you really kind of have to give up your life for, especially in the very beginning, you know, you work weekends, holidays, late nights, everything. Sports is sports is not a nine to five, nine to five business, and it's not where, something that you're only asked of in one certain skill set. You have to be able to do it all. You can't turn yep. your nose up really at anything. Um, create opportunities. That was something that I think has kind of brought me to this point. Was I wasn't given very many opportunities so I just kind of had to create them for myself and at the end of the day just be your biggest cheerleader be your biggest fan it's it's a really really tough business um but find ways to always pump yourself up 
no matter how bad of a day that you had, <laughs> I've I've had one of those where I thought that as an intern, you know, I wasn't going to be sent out in the field ever again for not asking not asking a certain question. Um, but then you just gotta, you know, put a, put on your big girl pants and ask questions the next time and and get it all done and don't get down on yourself. <laughs> 